Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast, and welcoming for the very first time in what I hope will be the first of many from RDS and L'Antichambre, François Gagnon, comment ça va, mon chum? Uh, it's doing very, very well. I'm almost ready to answer in, in French, so uh, don't, don't, don't mix me too much. I mean, All it's right. uh, complicated. I, I, I might try some Italian. So, uh, no, it's going, doing really, really well. Happy to be with you. And uh, I'm convinced uh, we can find some point of view where we're going to share and some others that maybe not that much. Great. Uh, listen, no shortage of things to talk about following uh, the press release from the NHL and the NHLPA on Thursday morning uh, that Carey Price voluntarily entered the league's um, player assistance program. Uh, minutes later, Angela Price sent out a post on Instagram uh, talking about Carey's mental health and the fact that he's uh, uh, taken a decision uh, to, to get help. And uh, moments after that, Montreal Canadiens general manager Mark Bergevin met members of the media and answered their questions. So, wow, what a bombshell. But I had to tell, I have to tell you, like, I just knew that something was up. I didn't think it was this, but, you know, Dominic Ducharme tells us that Carey Price est malade one day and then he's encore malade and then il va mal. He's not doing well. And that really concerned me. How surprised were you? by what appeared to be a bombshell on Thursday morning, Francois. Well, I, I was like, I think everybody else completely took by surprise. I mean, if the teammates of Carey Price, a close friend like, a close friend like uh, uh, Jeff Petrie, uh, who, uh, you know, share a life besides hockey with Carey Price's family, they both have three kids. Uh, their wife, you know it as much as I do, they, they, are, they are working closely together with uh, some social work with the Canadians and with their own foundations. So uh, he was caught off guard. 
Brendan Gallagher said that he felt a little bit guilty that he never realized that there was something going on. So, uh, you know, me as a reporter without access to the dressing room for what, a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, of course, obviously, I was completely shocked. I'm happy for Carey Price that he is getting the help that he's needed. Uh, and that thing is huge. It's huge for everybody besides hockey because you know that Carey Price is bigger than life in the hockey world uh, with his teammates, with his opponent. Uh, but he's even bigger uh, in the fan base of the Canadians. And, uh, you know, as I wrote in RDS, if Superman is asking for help, that means that me, Joe Nobody, might need some help at some point, and I should not be uh, ashamed. I should not be scared uh, uh, to ask that kind of help if I need it. It's a sick podcast, and the show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash sickpod and use code sickpod for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. If people were sleeping when the news came out, they definitely woke up. And then Mark Bergevin told us that Carey Price would be out a minimum of 30 days, expects him to be back, but warned, of course, that there is the possibility that it could take longer. So my question to you, in those 30 days without Carey Price, what do they do? Well, they try to weather the storm. And I know it sounds silly, but for me, that's the only uh, answer that I can give you. Because right now, uh, we saw uh, in the last preseason game, a Montreal Canadian team that was baffled by the news, that was took off guard, that was playing a bad hockey game against a team that is young and working hard, the Ottawa Senators. So if the Canadians are not able to deal with the Ottawa Senators, uh, how will they be able to deal with the Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins, uh, the Toronto Maple Leaf, even though they kicked them out of the playoff last spring. Um, you know, Carey Price is bigger than big for the Montreal Canadiens. But right now, he is just one of the many components of that team that is missing. Shea Weber is still a huge part of that team. We saw it in the playoff. And all the Shea Weber haters will realize this year that he was a little bit better than the old world was saying last of year. Of course he was. And, and uh, you know, Joel Edmondson is certainly no superstar, but he was giving Jeff Petrie exactly what Jeff Petrie needs, a steady defenseman that he won't need to look around and say, what is he going to do? Is he going to put myself in jeopardy? No, Edmondson was playing a sound game a safe game, so Petrie was able to do what he needs to do, carry the puck, and don't bother about what's going on on his left side. He was playing last preseason game with Alexander Romanov. Romanov is everything but steady. And it's normal. He's a kid. He's coming into the NHL. But that guy can't play with Petrie because Petrie will look more to his left than in front or in the back. And he will not be able to do what he needs to what Correct. Needs to be done for him to be good and for him to try to replace Shea Weber. So, and you're right. And at this stage of Romanov's career, he cannot possibly go up against a number one line of another team. It's not a great idea for him to be able to log 22 plus minutes slowly, but surely one day, maybe not right now, not a good idea. You know, looking at training camp so far, you know, in, in the, an ideal world, 
You know, that means that the Montreal Canadiens have no injuries on the blue line. They have depth. They have experienced defensemen in Laval that they could bring up. I personally would send Romanov to the American Hockey League for at least a month, maybe two, just for him to understand what needs to be understood in hockey. You know, it was... By the way, Francois, it's not a popular opinion because you know the way the fan base is. They all love the kids because of youthful enthusiasm. But I'm going to tell you this. I agree with you. I agree with you. History has shown us that skipping steps doesn't work. No. And, and you know what? <laughs> When you look only at tomorrow, you say, oh, the kid is fast. The kid is electrifying. He's really good. Uh, okay, that's good for tomorrow. But when you look at two, three years from now, the missing parts of the hockey development of a, a player will hurt you on the long run. Which we saw with Kakanyemi. Which He we showed saw us with- flashes, but you can tell that the fact that he was fast-tracked hurt his development along the way. It was obvious. Completely. completely. And, and two years, well, actually three years ago, when he was selected by the Montreal Canadiens, it was a tough decision because they had Brady Kachuk that was also a kid, but was more of a man. And he was more ready to the NHL, even though with the Ottawa Senators being who they are, uh, opening the gates to kids that don't cost a lot of money, And they brought them almost all of them uh, in the team so that they could, uh, you know, uh, grow with the team, even though uh, everybody in Ottawa knew that they would lose. It was a different situation. You know, three years ago, when you did your homework, because uh, I know you do them, and when I did mine and I spoke to people in Europe and they told me, this kid, he needs to stay in Finland for another two years. Yeah. He's not ready for the big show. He's not ready because he's coached by his dad, because he sleeps at home, because his mom make him his breakfast, his lunch, his dinner. You know, he's, he's still a kid playing the way a kid plays. So yeah. they were all saying... You and, he was still, and he was still in a kid's body, by the way. Well, that, that was another problem. He was yeah. tall, but he was falling like a deer uh, every time he was putting the, uh, uh, his skate on the ice. As soon as he was getting hit, or close to be hit, you know, he was losing his balance. And again, I'm not hitting on Kotkaniemi. It was a normal process. And by bringing him too quickly, they, the Montreal Canadian hurt him. He had to do his share too. And maybe sometimes he was not doing it. But if we go back to Romanov, there is nothing wrong by sending a kid as good as he can be in the American Hockey League or keep him a year longer in junior like I hope they will do with Caden Gooley because that kid's going to be real good. I'm looking at this guy, and I remember a young uh, Wade Redden coming with the Ottawa Senators. I'm not saying to you, Tony, that he will become Wade Redden, but he has composure. He has poise. He's a kid with a veteran mind, the way he speaks, the way he plays. Yeah. He's good. Let him have fun this season. Let him go to the World Juniors and bring him back next year. And maybe then he'll be ready. And if it's not, he's not, then send him to the American Hockey League for a year. I don't mind that. I don't mind that because I'm looking at the long run, not at the short span. And right now, especially, the short span is, uh, let's say, treacherous for the Montreal Canadiens yeah. because of all the injuries. 
Francois had talked about Jesperi Kakanyemi now with the Carolina Hurricanes. Brady Kachuk, of course, drafted and with the Ottawa Senators. If you want either of their jerseys, sportbubshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. And also our sick merch. I love it. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. All right. Another thing that caught everyone's attention on Thursday morning is right before the presser started, Paul Wilson, Vice President of Communications with the Montreal Canadiens, let everyone know that that's it. There would be no negotiations between Marc Bergevin and the Montreal Canadiens. Between now and the end of the year, Bergevin, of course, in the final year of his contract, and I think they were hoping for the questions to end. Now, I want to get to that in just a second, but a friend of mine mentioned this to me, which I hadn't thought about, and I thought it was interesting. I'm not so sure it's accurate, but it's interesting, so I want to run it by you. The Canadians could have addressed this Bergevin issue next week when he's going to speak again prior to the opener. They could have addressed it next month during an interview at some point, another scrum at another point. They chose to do it one minute before taking questions regarding Carey Price. My buddy said, can it be that they wanted to use that a little bit so that today when the media was talking, it wouldn't be 100% on price and it would be 50-50? Possible? Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I believe that it's the reverse situation. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe that they decided to do that because all the questions would be on carry price and you would get only a 1% or 2% uh, evolving around uh, the situation of the GM, which is as important as the decision of carry price to go into that protocol or that uh, system of the uh, NHL and NHLPA. And uh, I've been asking to speak with Jeff Molson many times this summer. Because when I look at this situation, I don't like it at all. It doesn't make sense. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. You know what? It doesn't make sense because when the team was going nowhere, when the plan, the five-year plan was not working, when they were having problems, Jeff Molson was the first one to protect and come in front of the media and say, we have a great general manager. Correct. Now, now He goes to the Stanley Cup Finals, and you, the owner of the team, who defended the guy that was missing playoffs year after year after year after year, I believe they missed it four years in a row. When you when you could have, when you could have arguably made a case for his dismissal or his firing, yeah. and now in his greatest moments as a general manager, which I think his body of work in the last three years, to tell you the truth, I think it's been excellent. In the last three, three and a half years, I think he's really become a really good general manager. He came within three wins of winning the Stanley Cup, like you said. You don't have better alternatives elsewhere, with all due respect to some candidates who I'm sure would be qualified. Francois, there's either there's something that I don't know or something we don't know. I don't like the way this is being handled. It's not the Montreal Canadiens way, or at least it shouldn't be. Well, it's not the Montreal Canadiens' uh, ancient way. But looking at the Montreal Canadian way in the past few years, there's been a lot of cases like that where you scratch your head and you say, what's going on there? And, and Jeff Molson not taking questions over this situation, for me, is a complete nonsense. Because so you were told he's not available or he doesn't want to talk about he this? He doesn't want to talk about this. Maybe okay. he will decide to talk to somebody else, you know. 
and and if he does so well, that will be that will be what it will be. But at least we need to get answers. I want to know as a reporter, so that I will try to explain to the fan or let Jeff Molson explain to the fan exactly what we were talking about. Why now, after a Stanley Cup final run, you're not willing to give to your GM a, a another contract of three, four, maybe five years? Why are you not willing to give him the kind of money that he's asking? Because there have been some talks, but there was never an offer on a paper written with numbers put in front of Marc Bergevin and saying, you want this? Yes, no. If you don't want it, well, you'll be gone. So right now, we are facing a situation where you have an owner on one side and a GM on the other side, and there might be something going on between those two, and they can't find an agreement. Okay, I think you've already answered the question, but I, I just want to throw a different scenarios to see if maybe we can come up with something else. Okay, the different scenarios as to why he has not been extended right now. Mm -hmm. There's in no particular order, by the way, there's a scenario where the GM 10 years, the owner, pardon me, 10 years later, still is not convinced and wants to give it another season, either he or his partners. There's the scenario that the GM is tired 10 years on the job in Montreal. He's got very little left. He either wants to move into a senior executive position to oversee things here somewhere else or the GM wants to go to another team and be a GM with another team or it's negotiations that are going on and the GM doesn't like the number that was put in front of him and he wants a lot more and he thinks he has the leverage. Uh, someone said to me, is it possible that Jeff Molson and his partners are waiting to find out the outcome of the Chicago Blackhawks investigation to make sure at 100% that Mark Bergevin had no knowledge of what happened before actually signing him. It's an interesting, I, uh, you know, uh, thought. What is it? You know, there may, might be a little bit of everything into this uh, equation. Uh, last year, when things were not going great in the Northern Division or Canadian Division or Tim Horton Division, the way it was named, um, I, for one, thought that it could be the last year of Marc Bergevin, not only because he could get fired, but because I thought he was fed up with the pressure, with the media, with uh, uh, being always questioned on every move that he was trying to make and not making and finding a way to make. Everything that he was doing was not enough or it was too much. Or, you know, we are a tough bunch to satisfy reporters, <laughs> radio hosts, fans. You know, we're a different kind of beast in Montreal. And I deal with that. So I thought that for one, maybe Marc Bergevin would look around the NHL and see or look, is there something waiting for me? And for me, that answer is yes. As soon as he's going to get freed of Montreal, he will get offers somewhere, I'm convinced. Now, one thing that you just said for me makes a lot of sense. When you look around the NHL right now, uh -huh. There are not that many candidates that are ready to take the job. You have Martin Madden, a junior. With the prerequisite that is, and whether people like it or not, extremely important to Jeff Molson, the ownership group, and the fans, that the next general manager of the Montreal Canadiens 
speaks French. Yeah, you, you know where I stand in that. I, I, I could live with the fact that the GM is not uh, is saying a word of French. For the uh, head coach, for me, it's a different story. And, and I know that some people, you know, go crazy over this, but this is the reality of the situation. And I don't want to get into that. Because why, and it's it. the reality of the Montreal Canadiens. Like it That's or not, right. the next general manager will speak French. Point That's right. So right. you have Martin Madden, who might be already already ready. I'm sorry for that. Uh, yeah. Using those two words. You have Mathieu Darche in Tampa Bay, who's yeah. learning with a great GM and a great friend of his, uh, uh, Julien Brisebois. This will be his third year on the job on the Brisebois. Right. So you give him two Stanley Cup runs, uh, a lot of work on, under the uh, cap situation that was horrible to deal with uh, for the uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So yeah. he's learning quickly. Uh, after a year, might he be able to take the job? The answer could be yes. So that all gives a little bit more time to the Canadians and maybe there's an internal transition. Is that possible? Martin uh, Lapointe? Possible? Possible, but uh, the drafting of Logan Mayou is going to hurt a lot. A guy like Martin Lapointe and Trevor Timmons into this situation, I believe. So I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, Jeff Molson signed off on it, but anyway. Yeah, well, you never know. It's really the owner that pays the real price. You know, he finds Yeah, no, no, I hear you. And there's a name that doesn't come out often. And for me, it could be the first one on the list. You know, besides Julien Brisebois, who just signed. And Montreal and Jeff Molson should have been more aggressive there. And I say should. I don't even know if he tried to do this. But if he was not ready to give the job to Marc Bergevin in the long run... He should have called Julien Brisbois and said, whatever you need. You want to Are be you, the GM? You want to be the president? hundred percent. You want to give you 10% of the shares of the Molson company? I'm giving everything to you to get you in. But it didn't work. So no. I'm putting Julien Brisbois. Hold on a second. The guy that you're talking about. Yep. Is it Martin Bradar? No, it's not. And is it it's Patrick, not Patrick Roy? Roy. No. Okay. The guy I'm talking about is a guy who's doing almost miracles or small miracles at the other end of the highway 417 in Ottawa, with no budget, no staff. Pierre Dorian. Pierre Dorian. Look at what he's building as a team over there, picking up some great young kids. It's not his fault as his owner okay, hold on a second. doesn't want to pay his players, and they I, are leaving right and left. Right I love that right. you're going here, okay? I love that you're going here. But let me just play devil's advocate if I can, Okay. Yeah. It's not the hardest thing to do to have a losing team and stockpile picks in the second, third, fourth, fifth, trading the Carlsons of the world and trading guys. I am not. Listen, I um, I give the um, um, I, I, I give Pierre Dorian his respect. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not overly sold, though. No, it's okay. I'm bringing his name because I believe his name should be looked at because what he's doing there. And when you look at the draft sheet of the Ottawa Senators, uh, it's a really good one. So yes. that's an angle that is seems to be good for me. But The pro being, player procurement, though, give, is not great. The pro player procurement here. is not great. Yeah, yeah, but t- that's another story. If you think it's hard to attract players in Montreal, hey, go and have a look in Ottawa. I understand. That, be, that being said, for me, Francois Gagnon, you know, the best candidate for the Montreal Canadian general manager job is the one who's right there now. It's Marc Bergevin. And it's mind-boggling that if he wants the job, and I know for a fact 
that he doesn't want to run away, that if he would get a contract that he likes, and I'm not saying here that he wants to win the uh, Lotto Max uh, year after year after year, but you have to pay a GM the salary that he comes with it. I mean, it's around $4 million US a year. For so, me, it's easy. 365 days, $3.65 million. Done. <laughs> Makes sense. US, it might be, you might be close to a deal somewhere there or a little bit more. But I mean, if he wants to stay here, unless Jeff Molson is not telling us the real truth and he doesn't care for him leaving or the other owners around Jeff Molson are telling him, you know, we are fed up of this, so get rid of him. Unless they're all that, you know, in the jeu de coulisses that we don't see, I don't understand why he's not signed because he's the best candidate to do the job right here, right now. In ending, and I know that your mind might change next week or the week after or the week after because mine will as well. So, you know what? I apologize if I'm putting you in a bad spot, but I'll ask you today on Friday, October 8th, mm-hmm. Francois Gagnon. Will Marc Bergevin be the GM of the Montreal Canadiens next season? I say uh, 75% no and 25% yes. Hey, two this weeks was ago, a- Two weeks ago, I would have told you 60-40 that he stays. Last week, 50-50. Now I'm at 75-25. Wow. And we could do our bets uh, all, the, all, the, all season long and go for it as long. Well, the longer it's going to take, the longer the odds are going to be towards the fact that he's leaving after this season. Hey, uh, cheers to you for the first time on the sick podcast. One of many, I hope uh, this is cherry river heart seltzer. It's only 90 calories, Frank. So uh, <laughs> only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer stores. Ata santé, mon cham. Salut. See you, Frank. And now it's time for me to try and make you some money. Money, money, money. It's time for Sick Picks, brought to you by MyBookie. You want to know how the Montreal Canadiens are going to do? I'm going to tell you right now. The Canadiens in the Atlantic Division. Place your bets on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag slash the Sick Podcast and use code Sick Picks to double your deposit. Bet, win, get paid. Who will win the Atlantic Division? Toronto first. Florida second. Tampa Bay third. Mm. Boston fourth, the Canadians will finish in fifth, two points ahead of the Ottawa Senators. That's how close they'll be to sixth. Canadians finish in fifth. Bet on it at mybookie.ag. I'm Marinero, the sick podcast. Until next time. Cheers. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond Organic Sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.